Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here welcoming you to another episode of New Jersey is the world. Your weekly celebration of everything uh, New Jersey culture, history, politics, food, nostalgia, strangeness, randomness, frustration, rage, whatever, whatever's happening. Whatever's happening in Jersey, we want to talk about it. We want to celebrate it because we love this place, okay? I have to thank everybody who got in. We had a community discussion on the Patreon. We had a little mini episode up there. What's the most Jersey thing you did this week? Many of you answered, and many of those answers made me laugh very hard. So thank you all so much for that. This week's episode, very happy to bring it to you. It's one that's semi-topical, I would say. Mike D., is a big believer that some laws should be broken. Some rules exist to be broken. And guess what? If you've listened to the show for even more than five minutes, you know that's one of the unifying factors of the friend group that brought this show together. We don't love rules around here. So we we ask, what are laws that exist in New Jersey? What are rules that exist in New Jersey that we should all be breaking all the time? And it went in some directions you might not expect. Um, I said some histrionic things in the spirit of comedy, and I think me and Bonaduce had a little bit of fun driving Mike T. Nuts on this one. Thanks so much to everybody for listening. Sorry this one came out a little late. Um, we were sitting in shore traffic on Memorial Day weekend, the great New Jersey tradition of shore traffic. No, it wasn't shore traffic. I've just been running around doing Memorial Day stuff, marching in my town parade as part of the first aid squad, getting together with some people in the neighborhood, so I was a little late sending over the intro. Anyway, hope everybody enjoys the summer and that the parkway didn't drive you too nuts this weekend. Hi everybody, Chris Gathered here. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. I'm very happy to be here hosting this celebration of all things New Jersey from New Jersey style to history to culture to nostalgia to whatever pops into our brains. It is a Tuesday night, so if the alarm goes off, i got to run out and drive the ambulance, which is also going to be tough. I was wrestling a group of children today, and I threw my neck out a little bit. One of them was mine, and the others were my friend Bethany and Keith's kids, and they all thought it was very funny to jump directly on my head. So I'm in weird physical pain. Anyway, Bonaduce, how are you? I'm fantastic. It's actually a good week for Tuesday for turn for once. Good to hear. My friend Mike D, how you been? Good. I'm also in weird physical pain, but from wrestling adults. So we're both in the same boat right now. There you go. There you go. We're all in it together. Now, Mike D, you've prepared uh, an episode tonight that is after all of our hearts, because I think back to our younger formative days. And I think it's fair to say none of us were fans of rules. Quite the opposite. I'm still not. I would say if there was one thing that united us as a crew, it was we were kids who just did not like the rules. (laughs) I don't think that's changed very much. And I, you know, Bonaduce and I were literally co-trespassing together this weekend somewhere. We literally like spent the weekend like single-mindedly trespassing. Felt good again to do that. It did. We haven't trespassed together in a real long time, probably since our like... 20s we had a spooky a spooky trespassing uh event you guys went on a little weird new jersey adventure we did yep we did go on one on saturday we had a chaperone too how'd it go 
We did. We'll, we will leave the chaperone. <laughs> we did have a chaperone. It, it was amazing. I get. It was cool. actually. You know what? We should we should talk about this because there's a very specific do-gooder reason that we'll talk about this. Oh yeah, there is a, a historical site in New Jersey, um, which is called the Horn Telescope, and it's a giant radio telescope installation. And this was the telescope that they actually used to prove the existence of the big bang theory like like actually this was how they were able to gather the scientific data that said the big bang was actually a thing and at some point in time it was part of bell laboratories and sadly now this site you know is is off limit to the public so i'm not encouraging people to go there but there is this this site with these two it's it's a pretty huge place and there's two massive radio telescopes there one of them looks exactly like something you'd see in Star Wars it must be I mean you're better with numbers Nick it must be 40 feet high at least right maybe even Yeah definitely yep um and and there's some other outbuildings and there's a second radio telescope which is smaller but looks like a giant horn <laughs> pointing towards the sky and it's on tracks and spins around Really, really interesting. Incredibly important in in you know in science. You know, we wouldn't have this huge discovery without it. And my understanding from reading about it is they are basically trying to redevelop this site and get rid of it. And this is, I really think, something that should be preserved and made accessible to the people of New Jersey. I mean, this is legitimate science and part of our history so i i you know if you look online there's petitions that are starting to pop up to save this and turn it into a park where people can visit and it's just a very cool spooky and important place so definitely people should should sign the petition for saving the horn telescope that's my uh my public service announcement yeah had no idea i'm all for it i'm all for it I, I, as someone who recently watched the Jodie Foster film Contact for the first time, oh, I, like I think that this movie. is imperative. It's imperative that we save a big telescope. How'd you like it? Good? So much better than I thought it was going to be. It's great. Oh, it's a cool film. Yeah. You gotta love Jodie Foster. Come on. It was spooky too. has a very Stranger Things vibe to it when you're walking around there. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some, uh, some underground experimentation happening at that site. I would not be shocked one bit. They definitely pulled some stuff there, right? There has to have been some. With some strange stuff happening, like doors opening and closing. A, uh, that was really odd, yeah. And then there was, uh, I don't know if you noticed, when we were coming down the hill, somebody uh, ghost rode a bike right by us. It was the spirit of, it was the, spirit of uh, the horn antenna <laughs> flying by us. <laughs> so you're out here breaking rules up to this very day. I think all of us are very, very questioning of the rules. I think in general, growing up in New Jersey, there's a very healthy, at times unhealthy, but more often than not healthy, question the rules. Ask why they're in place. Don't take them at face value. Or disregard them altogether. Disregard them altogether if it gets you where you're going quicker. <laughs> or if it cuts out a middleman. Or it allows you to not pay taxes. Whatever it might be. <laughs> Let's cut out a lot of the rules. Mike D, you prepared an episode that's all about this very topic as we discuss rules that should be broken. Now, I know this is something that's been 
on your mind lately? Do you want to tell us the sort of things? Because I know it's been driving you nuts, some of these headlines. <laughs> this, this has been driving me a little bit batty. I've noticed um, over the last year, year and a half, particular to New Jersey and in all the different local news, you know, our friends at NJ.com, but also smaller, smaller, you know, things like patch that report local news. I've noticed a trend that many towns and business in businesses in New Jersey have started banning very specific groups of people from specific places especially teenagers. And we can break down some of the specific bands here, but this bothers me a lot because I think when you start banning any group of people from a place, first of all, I think it's got to be illegal. I don't see how this is possible. And I know there's, you know, minutia of law we could dance around, but that's a very slippery slope. Like who do you ban next? And that doesn't sit right with me. I don't think anyone should be banned from going anywhere. And, you know, the converse argument here is like, well, these people could commit crimes. It's like, we're not living in Gattaca. You can't arrest people and ban them for a crime that they haven't committed yet. It's, it's awful. Yeah. It's just, this one really bugs me. Further extension of the police state. You know, that's it. Yeah. Control. So I know we're talking a lot here. It's hit the, it's hit the um, news. There's some shore towns that are straight up saying we don't want kids on our boardwalk. There's malls saying you need an adult chaperone to come to this mall. Um, I'll put this one out here, and it's not on the outline. And I know it's controversial, and I know people went back and forth. There was that restaurant, Nettie's House of Spaghetti. Right. That's like, we don't want kids. And I sit here, and I'm like, look, I get it. Kids can be a handful and maybe I'm, you know, as the father of a four-year-old, I'm particularly hung up on it. But guess what? If you're going to name your restaurant Nettie's house of spaghetti, I don't want to hear, go name it something with a fucking umlaut or something with a weird accent and send off a signal that you're fucking classy and, and rich and for adults only. And Hey, get a babysitter. If you name it Nettie's house of spaghetti, you might as well name it the fucking hot dog hut. Motherfucker. It sounds like a place that's built for kids. I don't want to hear that shit. Wait. And, and I, yeah, man, go for it. No, I'm just, I, and, and I totally get what you're saying. Like, and I agree hundred percent, but how many times are, am I out to dinner at like, you know, nine, nine thirty, and somebody comes in and their kids are like, should be asleep. They're totally like shot out. And that, you know, it's unfortunately like, you know, a few people ruin it for everybody, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, I totally look, you know, have you ever been out to dinner and like, I don't care about kids. It doesn't bother me, but like I've seen, you know, when kids are screaming and crying and you know, they're overtired. I have two children. I know not to bring my children to certain places at certain times, but there's a lot of people who just don't give a shit. 100%. You know? But like I said too, this is one that I'm not saying don't have that rule. I'm saying don't, no, I understand. Don't have yeah. your restaurant be named that. And try, like, sure. it would be one thing if 90 acres had that rule. Right. Or Jockey Hollow. Right. Or Heirloom Kitchen. These are all places that give off a certain sense of what they are. Oh, of course. Both at their price point and what you know you're getting into. If you're going to name it Nettie's House of Spaghetti, that's you. Mu- it sounds like the fucking ground round. That sounds like a notch above the ground round. My question... Sounds like a place where you weigh a kid and pay what you weigh on Thursday nights. <laughs> 
Nettie's house of spaghetti. Get the fuck out of here with that stuff. And I hope the guy, by the way, I've heard the guy who runs that place gets real mad anytime he's criticized. Uh-oh. And if that is the case, no, sir, that this is a comedy podcast. And um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm just a worked up parent with a hurt neck. I wonder how it's affected their business. Is anybody? I'm sure it's actually improved their business and nothing but. They're like, oh, let's go there. There's no kids. Thank God. After they enacted the kid ban there, they had to reprogram the animatronic band that they have at Nettie's House of Spaghetti, and now it only plays Steely Dan. Oh, so it's a, definitely not going. You know, that was a big expense on their part to do that. I'll be taking all my belly, all my business to Shelley's House of Cavatelli, sir. <laughs> Where we only have Cavatelli <laughs> all the time. But the the difference between a restaurant banning kids and a mall or a town are very different because You're right. a restaurant You're right. is a private business. You can do whatever you want if you own the restaurant, right? That's your prerogative to run whatever kind of business. But right. a mall is legally considered a public space. And this has gone to court before, which is why politicians and people are allowed to like canvas in malls. This has been uh, yeah. you know something that's been been tried before. And then obviously towns, boardwalks, those are all public spaces as well. So I, I mean I guess like if if you own Nettie's house of spaghetti and you don't want kids, like cool. Like that's your restaurant. You should get to run it however you want. But I think we get into a very different space when you're talking about American Dream Mall or, you know, Garden State Plaza, Cherry Hill Mall. They're all malls that now have, you know, instituted chaperone policies for kids, some all the time, some at certain times. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm with you, Mike. And again, the Nettie's has spaghetti thing. I don't know why I went on that tangent. If I didn't have a hurt neck, I probably would not have been half as passionate. <laughs> but I'm with you because I'll also put this out here, too. The malls and the boardwalks in particular, they're chaotic, they have a reputation, but also they are a place for teens to go. And if we keep telling teens they're banned from the places where we know they go, that's when they start going in the woods. And we're West Orange kids. We all know what happens when you start sending teens into the woods to do their bad stuff. It goes a lot worse than the mall. Two men enter, one man leaves. <clears throat> Some people don't even have <clears throat> woods to go to. Yeah. So we're depriving, the, those kids don't even have, the, the, the mall is their woods. What happens in towns, because West Orange didn't have much woods. It has less now than when we grew up. We have lots of woods. Now it's there's more condos. But I'm saying, I, I wouldn't say the town is predominantly woods, but if you needed to go drink, you could go drink in the woods in a few different pockets of town. What happens in towns where there's no woods? Where do they drink? Drinking garages, you drink in basements, you drink in abandoned buildings. See, this is what we don't want. You let kids get slightly drunk and rampage through the mall so they don't get fully drunk and rampage through an abandoned building. This is what we're saying. Yeah, but the rampaging is the crime. You can't preemptively lump together groups of teenagers <laughs> for the threat that they might possibly rampage. And I would be, I'm much more afraid of. 25 drunk goombatses hanging out in front of a sports bar than I am about 25 drunk teenagers walking down the boardwalk. I mean, where the right? What's the scarier situation? I'll chime in on this one because I lived in Seaside for two years and I've experienced everything from large amounts of bikers to large amounts of teenagers and large amounts of drunken goombaism. So, um, the goombaism is I'm less worried about than like I've seen like the mob mentality of a bunch of teenagers 
like switch in a matter of 10 seconds and i'm not saying that they should be demonized or anything and this is like in a town that has seaside actually has great police presence on the boardwalk and i've seen things just explode in a matter of 30 seconds like you're like holy crap i mean i have videos of it from the top of the beachcomber like watching this happen this was like a pastime so i get the whole thing with the teens and i know they have a it's you know but like the same thing like geez if i had a boardwalk to hang out at, i'd be at the boardwalk too you know i i don't know it's I get this, the safety end of it for public safety, but you can't like just create a police state. That's my, and I, you know, from talking to the police down there, even when those kids get caught drinking or with, with drugs or anything, they get off a lot easier than if it was you or I getting popped with like those things, you know, even with the state of like things being legal and stuff, you're going to have more of a hard time than the kid. They have to get caught like three times or something before they tell their parents some crazy shit like that. Well, even how do they enforce this, right? Do you do you, do you just force someone to to produce identification, which a teenager is not going to have because teenagers have there's no identification you can really get as a teenager until you get a driver's license. Yeah, I think you can get a state ID. I think that's what they always push now, but I I think it's more like you know you, you kind of like from what i've seen is the, the law enforcement will observe right and they let the kids do what they're gonna do they're you know throwing balls at the you know the glass breaking thing there's the guys that want to punch the punching bag thing and see who's the strongest like all those things and like the feats of strength of a of a teenager with no shirt on yelling and trying to impress the girls in the boardwalk and that's all great like new jersey pastime things that you do at the boardwalk right but i don't want that to end I'm I'm thinking of clever ways to to subvert these laws. For instance, what if we rented a fleet of buses, loaded them up with teenagers, and sent them all to a boardwalk with one adult? Does that does that pass the rule? Would you be willing to be the chaperone for a bus of thirty unruly teens? No way. That's the question. Absolutely. You go to jail. I don't have the right temperament for that, <laughs> but I'm sure we could pay someone. To, to do this, who would be better at it than I would be? I think we got to let these teens rampage. We can keep an eye on them. Does it suck for the shore towns? Yeah. Suck for the malls? Yeah. The other thing about the malls that we know is this. The malls are already dying, by and large, most of them. And I'm sure working there is not always the most pleasant experience. And then these teens come in, and it's probably been a quiet day where it's been slow business, and now you've got kids fighting you know, out in front of you know, the Foot Locker Jr. or whatever it is. And nobody wants it. And I get it. I get it. I get it. But again, it's where we can keep an eye on it and it's where we can see it. What we need to start doing is having paddy wagons on hand, scoop these kids up, send them right into community service. If I was a town like Seaside Heights, I'd go, every piece of graffiti is going to get cleaned up the more you guys get out there and rampage. All the broken glass under the boardwalk, you're coming back in the morning, you're on broken glass duty, my friends. Uh, you want you're on vomit patrol we're giving you each a spray washer we're, we're going to rent a whole bunch of power washers and all the vomit shall be uncrusted from in between the crevices and cracks of this wooden boardwalk just use it all community service catch all like a fishing net just catch dozens of these kids at the time you have these towns sparkling in no time see i think you and nick are part of the problem because of that, you both how so? You both have just immediately jumped and bought into the idea that anytime teenagers are congregating, 
you're just going to end up having some kind of major problem. Because like ninety prob- percent of the problem there are. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> like, just- actually. So do you know how I looked this up? Do you know how many? curfew arrests there were in the entire state of new jersey last year how many just guess 25 70 10 10 10 wow so in in all these were they concentrated in one town or no uh i don't know that was statewide it didn't break down where they were so i bet you the process of of having to like you know uh you know, arrest a minor and then the whole process of like contacting their parents and like that, that is probably such a nightmare and probably the threat of litigation is probably more, more like stopping towns from doing it. It probably sounds good because they want to make like, let's say, Oh, we have a curfew in our town. So that's going to make you feel safer on the boardwalk. I think it's more that kind of thing than anything else or to like, or to like get parents, like be responsible for their, children you know i don't know i'm not trying to be a part of the problem mike d i'm saying (laughs) let kids make the mistakes let's let them make the mistakes and let's just have some very useful for the community consequences standing by not preemptive not that the good kids don't get to go out this idea that you can't be like a jersey teenager taking one of your you know you're a high school kid and you just got your license and you get to take your high school girlfriend to the mall that should not be stopped because of the actions of a bunch of knuckleheads and jabronis. But I'm saying we should have some jabroni punishments for the jabronis. Like if you're at the Freehold Raceway Mall and you do get in a fight, well, guess what? You might have to go pick up a bunch of garbage on Route 9 in the hot sun the next day. And that's fair. And you're probably not going to fuck around so much. But that's my guess. I think it's a combination of what Nick said. I bet this stuff is so small. It's such a pain in the ass for the cops. And there's paperwork and there's complaining parents, and there's everybody trying to pull in strings and call in their favors with the people they know who work (laughs) for the town. That's probably half of it, is that the cops are like, this is just such a fucking pain in the ass afterwards. If it was you get put on Route 9 garbage patrol, and you're scooping up used condoms and empty empty Wawa cups and empty Jersey Freeze wrappers, then you're not going to fuck around anymore. And then you've done a little good for the community. I have it on good authority that a member of the NJITW collective, who maybe is not present on this, but who is a very hungry man who enjoys food, I have it on record that he might have once gotten a little drunk in his college years and pulled some shit where he had to go take an anger management class and do some community service. And it really straightened him out. And maybe, uh, maybe we'll have him tell that story someday. And I think that that's fair. Not that we should preemptively try to avoid all problems, but we should make it easy. Like, why not this? Why not this? Real simple, right? You fuck around on the boardwalk on a Friday night. The whole state, we get, let's say, two buses. And they go around the whole state, and they pick up every kid who commits a petty crime on the boardwalk, whether you... Maybe you jumped over the clown mouth thing before the balloon could fill up and you're shooting the water gun and somebody knocks the clown mouth off, right? And you get these buses. You get these other assholes who want to get in fist fights. You get people smashing bottles. They all get put on a bus. 
We drive them down to the fucking cranberry bogs, and they all have to spend a day in the hot sun harvesting cranberries by hand in the cranberry bogs. <laughs> what would be like? Scared, do it again. They'd be like scared straight, <laughs> just for a day. Oh, we just take for all a the day. straight kids and bring them down to the shore, and then you just get them. a couple buses. Mike D, we're on the same page, me and you. you we're are, in you, are you kids aware of workhouses? Do you know what a workhouse is? Just, just for one just day, re- recreated. They, they the don't get any sunblock. No sunblock. No sunblock. They're out there in the sun. No sunblock. Chris showing your true colors tonight. I'm saying I, I agree with Mike D. We don't preemptively punish them. We just have a night light, a nice light punishment. You get in a fist fight at a mall. <laughs> well, now you get on the Pine Barrens bus, the Bog bus, we call it. This is the subplot to Pinocchio. <laughs> like, this is what they do in Pinocchio. <laughs> like Cool Hand Luke. If you're bad, you get locked in like the tin box in the sun for like six hours. There you go. Here's what we do. You get caught fucking around in a mall. In the middle of the night, you know, you start a food fight. You get, you start with one of these slap fights, and it gets out of control. You shoplifting. We take them all up to high point, march them up to the top of the tower, and they all just have to stay there for twelve hours. Is that a punishment? Twelve hours. We don't. There's no toilet up there. We just have one shared bucket, and all the teens have to stay at the top of High Point Tower for twelve hours. Like medieval times, not medieval times in Lyndhurst, like an actual medieval punishment where you get trapped in the top of a tower. It's going to be a, a new movie, uh, 20 Teens, One Bucket. There you go, 20 Teens, One Bucket. Why not just do that? Why not just have a nice, reasonable punishment for the teens? I like how their punishment is recreating the life of Sam Patch, the Jersey Jumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my plan's real good, you're right, until some kid at hour eight commits suicide and then it's, they call it the Gethard conundrum, oh, the yeah. Gethard bill has to be passed. Gosh. Why not? What's wrong with that? Yeah, we're going to call out the fuck around and find out law. Get Murphy on the fucking phone right now. Come on. I do think there is something to that, though, Mike D. Like, all jokes aside, and obviously I'm kidding, there's something to be said for no one wants to deal with consequences anymore. And I think all of these laws are aimed at preempting issues. And I don't think either is a healthy attitude. We should allow freedom for these kids and then we shouldn't fear there being reasonable consequences. Yes, but my, I, yes, there should, yes, we have English common law and there are consequences when people break the law, but why are groups of teenagers being singled out? Right. To me, this is just another, yeah, con- you're totally right. It's another control. Like if anyone, if a group of, you know, 20 drunk college kids goes to the boardwalk, yeah, we should bust them up to the top of high point and they have to sit there with a bucket till the next morning. But I think when you start to single out groups of teenagers yes. or, or any other, what's the next group that you want to single out? People with long, you know, people with long hair can't come to the arcade because they're devil worshiping. Well, it's the same thing as finding any excuse to shut down a punk show. It's it, it's the same excuse that right. we used to run into all the time, and I'm sure young people still do. Where's your fire marshal? Who's certified as a fire marshal? Where's this permit, that permit? Well, you're just looking for any reason to not have the punk rockers looking weird in your town. I totally get it. I'm saying, I'm not saying target teenagers anyway. I'm saying, if teenagers get in a fist fight, grab the ones who did that. Sure. Throw them in the paddy wagon. Send them down to fucking bivalve. Have them crack open oyster shells for a nice afternoon. Shell pile, shell pile, New Jersey with the big pile of shells. We send them down there with the scallop fishermen or whatever, and they just gotta, you know, shuck. They gotta shuck for hours. Shuck till your hands bleed. But you don't do it until you don't do it to just every random teenager. 
if somebody's out here being an asshole, they should get punished for being an asshole, not for being a teenager, for being an asshole. We've all seen Footloose. We know how this ends, right? When you start banning teenagers from having fun, <laughs> next thing you know, right? Footloose ends in a good way. I've been watching it excessive recently because it's been on HBO a lot, and I can't help myself, and I get sucked into Footloose. It's been on Max, baby. Yo, that's right. I'm sorry, Max. But, you know. But, Mike D, I'm with you. If we start banning teens from boardwalks and malls, the authorities, be, be ready, they better be ready for lots of dance fights. And if they don't want to see dance fights up and down this goddamn garden state, let these kids blow off some steam. Boy, boy, crazy boy, stay cool, boy. Well, then, like, is the next step, do you start banning old people from CVS because they take 42 minutes <laughs> yes. at the counter, right? I yes. Mean, I agree with that. <laughs> no, I'm 100% with you. I don't think anyone should get banned for their demographic. If there's kids being assholes, grab the kids and do what you got to do to get them to stop being assholes. But those individual kids, not all kids, not across the board as a demographic. You're totally correct on that. I mean, this is a law that's worth breaking if you are a teenager. You should be able to go to the mall, go to the boardwalk, or a lot of these, you know, there's a whole bunch of, of, of towns as well that just have blanket town curfews. Like, Wall Township, Phillipsburg, Galloway, Camden, East Orange, Elizabeth, Hoboken, Jersey City, Newark, Passaic, Perth Amboy, Trenton, Union City. They all have blanket curfews for people who are variously un under 18, depending on, you know, the, the day of the week that you can't just be out roaming the street, which I think if you're a teenager, what else are you supposed to do but roam the streets? <laughs> you can't drive. It's difficult to get a job. You know, are you just supposed to sit in your basement and, you know, make your skin turn yellow while you play video games? <laughs> that only can last so long. I feel like West Orange had a curfew when we were growing up. For some reason, I remember, I, I always remember, I thought like it was 10 or 11 o'clock or something. Like, it just didn't apply to us. I, I don't know why that's ringing in my head. We just did. You know, I think just nobody like paid attention to it, you know? I'm with you, Mike T. I think we should be, I think kids should be out there on those boardwalks. Kids should be in those malls. Those are all jokes aside, laws worth breaking. I can imagine that some of these towns that you named, like I would have to imagine that some of the areas that are bigger urban areas probably have these laws. But again, these curfews should not be based on age. They should be based on behavior. Um, the idea that I think you said like Galloway and Phillipsburg have curfews. I go, why? Why? Those are sleepy little towns, you know? Again, laws worth breaking. There are other law. Any other laws coming to mind that seem worth breaking to you guys? What are ridiculous ones? I know there was a bunch of ridiculous ones. You know what law I want to break? What's that? I want to drive up the parkway on a Sunday to Bergen County, and I want to shop. <laughs> I want to go into stores and buy. I want to buy lumber and electrical goods and and food and all the other things that you're not allowed to buy in Sunday on Ber in Bergen County because they have bizarre blue laws there that prevent commerce on Sunday. The blue laws are very strange, and it's been explained to me that they wanted to like not have a whole bunch of people from the city basically come out and crush the county. Instead, they go to Hudson County now instead. That's a Yeah. It seems like that's the whole point of commerce. It seems like that's the whole point of commerce. I'm with you there. Let's break those blue laws. Let's break those blue laws. What were the more ridiculous ones in regards to like, um, 
the beach, I, I saw a couple things like you weren't allowed to bring certain kinds of bags. Is that something? Yes, that they've some beach towns have banned bringing like backpacks onto the beach. What are you supposed to like? carry your stuff onto the beach in like do you have to have specifically a beach bag that's a good question like an official uh you gotta have they it has to be one of those ll bean you know tote bags that's the only thing you're allowed to carry your stuff on the beach that's a be a, a pbs tote bag if we're talking about the beach i would just say my gut instinct in general is if you can ever enjoy that beach and not pay for that beach badge yeah you have just won at one of the great new jersey games my friend yeah, it's getting harder to do, man. I'll tell you. I know, I know. And those laws in particular, I, I, when I went on my honeymoon, we went to Hawaii and they have all these rules that even with the hotels on the beachfront, everyone's allowed on those beaches at all times because native Hawaiians have a rule. No one owns a beach. The beach is for all of us right there. That's awesome. And as soon as they said that, it was kind of the first time, I think I got married, I was 34 it took me 34 years, and it was the first time that I ever considered that it's really, really strange to be charged access for the beach at some of these beach towns. Well, the, the simple fact that almost every single beach town in New Jersey receives some sort of federal aid irritates the fuck out of me. You know what I mean? I've gone down this rant before, especially in, like, you know, fucking Manilok and places like that. Like, it's done on purpose to keep anyone who doesn't live there out. Yeah. There's nowhere to park. There's nowhere. To, access is very limited. And it is clear that they do not want you on the beach. Some of these towns can jack up the price of that beach pass. Oh, they've all been going up, yeah. I know, but I sit there and I go, if that's not just clear-cut classism, if that's not just we're going to make it prohibitively expensive so that a family can't come down and afford a day here, well, you're keeping out certain families that don't, you know. Well, it's by design, of course. Yeah, I don't like it at all. And I think those laws should be liberally broken. I'm way into breaking beach badge laws. I yeah, I historically don't like buying them. But like if there's a boardwalk, it's almost impossible to get onto the beach now. Yep. In a town that has boardwalk. So LBI is still one of the great towns where my tactic of getting onto the beach and then like when the the badge checkers come around, you get up and you run into the water. You you can do it down there. But like Seaside, you're not getting on the beach. Like Seaside Park, you're not getting on the beach. Lovely like it's like Asbury Park. Asbury Park you can <clears throat> No, Asbury, you got to pay. Oh, yeah, definitely, because I think I, at the end of last summer, I wound up going on there a bunch, but yeah. it's, it sucks. <laughs> we, need to, we need to build an app that's a lot like Waze, except for beach badge checkers, and people can use it, and then you can log Ooh, in I like that. when the beach badge checker is coming, and then it dings the other mobile devices near you and let you know like run into the water so that way everyone can just simultaneously get up and run into the water until the beach badge checker passes that would be a useful public service i think definitely it really would it really would a sign of protest i'll also put this out here and this is this might lead to some actual debate because i'm going back and forth in my mind in this once you've been sitting in standstill traffic for a certain amount of time a lot of traffic laws stop applying and I wonder what you guys think. Like, I have, I have my limit. I know my limit where I go, if you're, like, if you're out on Route 80 and you're in the local lane and the local lane's jammed up and you see one of those, like, um, I shouldn't even be saying this as someone who drives an ambulance, but like, you see one of those cut-throughs for emergency vehicles and you can get on the express, I say that's okay by me if you've been sitting in traffic for more than 20 minutes. See people do it. As long as you're safe about it, 
I go, that's probably helping everybody. So when you get where you're going faster and it's alleviating pressure on these local lanes, great. Similarly, if you're in a situation where you could pull a U-turn and get the fuck out of that traffic and bail and go home, great. Less people, I think you should be allowed to break that U-turn. But for some reason that I can't totally put my finger on, it does drive me nuts when people are in traffic and they drive up the shoulder. Oh, and I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the problem is. I was going to lose my fucking mind. Yeah, I don't know why there's such a difference to me because I think because. crossing over through an emergency cut through is ten times more dangerous. It doesn't matter. It's a matter of. Are we on the same page oh, that the emergency cut through thing somehow okay? I I worked with a guy that if you were cutting up the shoulder, he was the guy that would put his car halfway into the shoulder just to stop you just to stop them and like that's a vigilante and then it's like and it's crazy you'll see people will get like the and of course you know people who ride in the shoulder and through traffic are the biggest assholes you've ever fucking met in life and in their car yeah, right? these are these, I mean, these are, and if somebody's listening to this show and they truck do that, nuts level people. Yeah. These are people who very often these cars come by on the shoulder and they have mounted fake testicles on their trucks. These are truck nut jamokes. It runs the gamut, I will say. There's just an asshole mentality oh, of people fucks. that will do that. There's no, all it's kinds everybody. of assholes. It's everybody. Yeah. It does I will not you know claim it it belongs to one subsect of uh New Jersey residents and or the tri-state area. But uh, no, that's a that's a P for me. It's dangerous, number one, and I'm always happy, especially I'm always happy when there's like a trooper or something sitting there just fucking nailing these assholes because. But Nick, that makes me feel. I good. feel like we're on the same page. Of there's a lot of other laws that are definitely dangerous that I give people a pass. Now I want to be clear. I'm 43 years old. I've chilled out a lot. I'm not going through the emergency cutthroughs anymore. Sure. But as a younger man, maybe. As a younger man, maybe, but, but when people do it, I don't get mad. I go, God bless you, buddy. I'm glad you got away as with it. As long as you do it in a safe manner, it, it is dangerous. What's but even why, more... why, does that one, why does that one feel okay and the shoulder feels like offensive? I know why, and it's a very Jersey reason. Because, <laughs> because you're cutting the fucking line. Exactly. You're cutting the line. Because it's, you're cutting in front of people. That's exactly why. I guess that's your, the other ones are about alleviating pressure, which in some way does feel like it's helping all of us. That one is just, I'm not a part of this team. There's also the mentality around here of, I have to be one car ahead of you. Yeah. If you're in standstill traffic and this jerk off has to be one fucking car ahead of you where they're going to pull onto the side of your fucking car. And like, I'm, I'll roll down my window and like, I'm not confrontational anymore. I'll be like, I was like, Hey, listen, this is my work truck. If you want to run into the side of it, I said, go ahead. I really don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And then when they do pass me, and then like, and the best is like when I'll I'll start passing them in like the next lane, I'm like, and I'll just look at them and I'll be like, and they're like giving you the finger and stuff like that. And now my ultimate retaliation is like, hey, how are you? Have a great day. Like that just further infuriates people. So I I am in the used to be the ranting lunatic on the fucking road to now just being kill them with kindness because it I find that it further infuriates people. I'll even put this out here. Is there anyone that's a bigger villain in the state of New Jersey than a shoulder driver with Pennsylvania plates? <laughs> I don't think that's even a fucking thing because people from Pennsylvania, they can't drive in the fucking fast lane, right? They don't even know what the fucking shoulder is. They think the shoulder is like, that's the lane that like launches you to fucking Mars or something. Like, oh, we, we don't even know what the right fucking lane is because we we're only capable of driving 45 in the fucking fast lane. Pencil tucky motherfuckers. Sorry, I'm not, you know. I had an whatever. encounter with a Pennsylvania plate motherfucker this week and I won and I was Ugh. glad. Some dude, guy. Bad. Dude, I was driving you're on bad. 24. You know where 24 <laughs> heads up towards 287? Yeah. And um, 
every time you get there, 287 South, you get off to the left, and then it really backs up for North off to the right. Always backs up. Yeah. And this motherfucker on 24 cut me off with like a couple feet to spare. It's and dangerous I, through that turn too. And dude, that. I was going, I was going above the speed limit in the left lane, getting ready to drift over to 287 South. And this motherfucker came. I mean, he was within 10 feet easy. And I hit the horn and I flashed the high beams, and he fucking brake started just yeah brake checked a little bit exactly yeah that's dangerous don't get into that and then he cuts over to go into the north so he, I knew he was gonna have to well he, first he drives all the way up with his Pennsylvania plates cuts all the way to the front up of the line and then just tries to jam himself into the right cut everybody and I just was able to pull up next to him complete stop nice fucking finger eye contact. <laughs> Right there, you got something you want to say now? He's like, on "Hey, I know that to, guy. I know that guy." On your way back to Scranton, on your way back to Wilkesbury with your little dumb Pennsylvania plates. No, they're all the angry New Jerseyers that moved shit. to Pennsylvania because of like lower taxes. Yeah. Now they're pissed off. They're paying out their ass for gas and stuck in traffic every day. You gotta fucking drive that. You gotta drive like a crazy asshole so you can make it back to New Hope before the dinner gets cold. You fucking Pennsylvania plate asshole. I've. No problem with people from Pennsylvania in person ever on the highways. I don't know if there's more of a natural enemy than a Pennsylvania person. If I meet somebody from Philly right now, cool. Yeah, we'll probably get along. One of my best friends in the world, the reverend at my wedding, and I was the reverend at his. He's from Wilkesbury. Great guy. If I saw their plates on the road, though, I'd just sit here and go, what fucking trouble are you about to cause in my life? That's I will also classify New York drivers into that for notoriously driving. Like, they'll go 55 in the fucking fast lane at like. See, New York drivers like, feel a little more self aware about it to me. And they don't know how to fucking merge. Like, you'll be driving, they'll be driving in a slow lane and there's traffic merging in, and they don't understand the fact that you either fucking speed up or you slow down and let somebody in. You don't fucking match somebody's fucking speed. Learn to fucking merge. Learn to fucking merge in the state of New Jersey, okay? I'm glad you guys aren't in charge of the state of New Jersey because I think it would, within hours, descend into fascism. <laughs> you know what? That sometimes is necessary on the fucking road, okay? <laughs> we, have, we have a somewhat Gestapo-like fascist police force that runs the major highways, and for good fucking reason, okay? I would say, for me, it wouldn't be fascism. It would be... It would be like that movie, The Purge. <laughs> just be 24 hours where you could just kill people with license plates that aren't from New Jersey. Instead of going to court, you go you go to like Thunderdome with like the other person that you were having an altercation with on the road. And then like, you know, back to the theme of two men enter or two people enter, one person leaves. That's it. You have to go through a special toll booth to get to that part of the highway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great idea right there. There's one tall plaza with one booth, and if you go through it, it sends you through to a portal where there's a Hunger Games-like state versus state scenario. Here's another strange um, thing that I've been observing recently, probably in like the past two months, only because I am constantly getting fucking harassed by my employer. For um, you used to be able to drive through the fucking tolls at like 50 miles an hour. You cannot do that anymore. It'll just say on red now for whatever reason. Now you got to like you got to be going like pretty slow for it to actually register and thank god now i have my plate on my work truck registered so that when i do blow through it i don't get a million notifications from my hr department telling me that i'm driving excessively fast through the easy pass tolls so just be aware of that out there if you're a person that like you know you know you have easy pass you're not aware and then all of a sudden you get all these fucking violations 
Because you know why, and it's the same thing. When you're going through toll booths with New York drivers, they stop because in New York, they have like bars that go down still. Jersey, we're spoiled. We don't have fucking bars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was We don't have them because... <laughs> That was a law that people wanted to break, so people just drove through them. So finally, they decided, <laughs> why do we even have these anymore? Just take them all off, you know? Think about this crazy thing is that there's all of these laws now, and there's more cameras than there's ever been throughout history, and we have to have more laws with more oversight living in a fucking police state. So that's even the stranger anomaly to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we were talking about this, though, on Saturday, Nick. Remember, the problem with... With cameras, is we were discussing this, they're only as good as the person watching them, and most of the time there's nobody watching them, and if somebody is watching them, they're probably you know on their phone or playing Nintendo Switch or doing yeah. something else to stave off the you know seven hours and fifty nine minutes of their shift where nothing is happening in that camera, you know, so they're they're not a great deterrent. Or there's just a bunch of signs up and there's no cameras around. Yeah, that yes. could be the other option too, that could which be I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of signs beware it used to be beware of dog now it's like you know beware of camera you're being watched yep you're under surveillance you're being surveilled i have another law that i think we should be allowed to break if you are not a new jersey native <laughs> and so this gives me and mike d a pass but if you moved here from brooklyn within the past two years oh boy and you ever share an opinion on New Jersey, murder should be legal. <laughs> oh, jeez. There goes our listenership right, right down the fucking toilet, probably. Certain opinions on New Jersey. If you correct me on the pronunciation of orange, and I have to explain to you, I grew up in West Orange. It's not West Orange. Nobody in town calls it West Orange. So if you go, do you mean orange? I do not. If you, if you correct me on the pronunciation of Nork, I should be allowed to murder you. If, <laughs> if you ever say the phrase, if you ever say the phrase, I'm not a Jersey person, I'm a Montclair person, instant, instant. I mean, well, most, most judges in New Jersey, I think, would actually allow me to walk on that. I can't wait to see what uh, uh, political... Uh people ask for your endorsement this year <laughs> that'll get you out of those engagements <laughs> i'm obviously kidding i don't yeah, think yeah, sure. murder should be legal i do just i do find myself very you know there has been and you know we moved back just before it started but there was this huge pandemic driven explosion of people coming out and it's 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 actually very nice to see so many people coming out to jersey begrudgingly or in this moment of panic and people realizing oh, it's actually fucking awesome out here. And like, you have access to nature and the people are actually, despite me endorsing murder right there, it's actually really beautiful to see how many people go, oh, the people of New Jersey are so fucking pleasant to be around and, and that stereotype is not true. And I've heard that expressed so much more often, but occasionally you do get the person who likes to pull the, well, I moved to this town because it's pretty much the sixth borough and it's like i'm obviously don't really think murder should be legal but i do roll my eyes at that so hard that it makes me want to waive certain crimes in that case that's when you give them directions to oh there's this really great super cheap 
antique furniture store that no one knows about, just take this exit and it's the Mad Max exit. Oh, yeah. You should have it written up on a little piece of paper. You just quietly tell them to drive through this certain, but you got to take the toll booth all the way to the right and it only takes Sacagawea. It's not easy pass. Oh, Sacagawea. I love that. Oh, I got a handful of coins. Ready to go. Put them in a sock. I was just going to say, put them in a sock. <laughs> I was, as you said it, I was thinking it. Take them Sacagaweas. I'm glad we're all the same wavelength here of ultraviolence. I also like that Mike did all this research of like which towns have curfews that start at which times and which boardwalks enacted which laws when. And instead, it's just descended into me being like... A tyrant? I want a murder. <laughs> a fucking tyrant? I want tyrant. murder to be legal. Your nightmare, Mike. Your actual nightmare. Murder or not using the research? Like me and Nick running a... Me and Nick turning New Jersey into a fascist regime. Can I be on your death panel so I don't... I'd be okay if you guys were in charge of it. (laughs) I was formerly living in a place where we had a parking lot that was used by um, people that didn't live there. And I I gained the title of parking Nazi for our... And it was... a terrible, terrible, like, you know how this is descending into terribleness? This was actual terribleness of like, you know, you would be warned, verbally warned. They'd walk away from their car, either be towed. You know, I told, I probably told the one story about the guy who left his dog in the car and we fed it pork roll, but that was a whole other thing. Anyway. You know, it's a, a parking law that should be broken at all times. If you pull into any parking place, and it only has one of those meters that force you to download an app that never works. <laughs> you should not have to pay for parking. I think that should be a law. Yeah. I have That's never everywhere ever pulled up to one of those and been able to have it operate properly. When when we had it's a lunch, ten minute process. <laughs> at best, it's, you have to download the app and then it recognizes fifty other meters, and then you have to punch in your license plate, and then oh, you can only buy twenty. It, it doesn't even work. I've been late to dinner trying to like <clears throat> use one of those things before, even though I was plenty early. Oh, for the I've come close to missing trains. I've been on trains where I had to get on the train while still trying to pay for my parking spot at the station. And now I'm on the fucking train trying to get the app to work. And then if it's like, if you're not close enough to the spot, you can't fucking do it. And then you're fucked. Yeah. When we had breakfast a couple weeks ago, Chris, the part you didn't see before we met you in the diner was we had to pull up to five different of those electronic parking meters in that parking lot. Like, and, and my friend Max that I was with who, who lives in New York was like banging his head against the steering wheel because he couldn't understand how this was a thing that we had to like drive. Oh no, wait, this one says we can't. It's only permit parking with the app. This one says it's already taken. It's- you should just not be able to pull up and park. Oh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I, th- I just thought of a law that I know someone on this stream breaks that I feel like is a, a bit of a violation of Jersey code. Um, so I think we have a discrepancy here. I am of the opinion that if you're in New Jersey, you don't pump your own gas. And I know for a fact that Bonaduce has become a liberal gas pumper. Every, almost every day now. You don't even give the guy a chance to get there. They're actually, everywhere I go, they're, they are welcome that I do it. You don't feel like there is something sacred about the New Jersey we don't pump I our own did, gas I did, but anymore. you know what? When I pull up to a gas station and there's nobody else like waiting for gas, and I sit there for five to ten minutes because the guy's talking to somebody like incessantly, 
in the in their little booth and like they're not even paying attention to you like yeah i'm gonna get out and also it's always been a law if you have a diesel vehicle that you can fill your own car with diesel so Do you I, have a diesel vehicle? I did for a long time i had this big ass diesel truck for a long time i used to always and i didn't know that was a law and then the guy's like you could pump your own diesel i was like great now i just pump my own gas everywhere the only place where they won't let you do that is on the parkway. And that's for like good reason. I think it's also people like, you know, it's like a safety thing. You ever like pull into like uh, the Sudokos on the parkways or the turnpike or something? Like if you get out of your car and walk the wrong direction, oh, you get yeah. like creamed by another fucking idiot driver out there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, I am, I have to say, it always breaks my heart to hear that you've disregarded the... If I had good service, I don't get out in the rest areas when I do it. But now that I have, like, you know, it's just a matter of, like, time convenience and, like, I don't want to sit there for 20 minutes to get fucking gas. And I have to do it every day anyway. I hear you. But it breaks my heart. It makes me feel... I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm not going to be mad at you because I love you. You're my friend. I know. People who pump their own gas should be murdered. <laughs> God, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I should probably be murdered for a lot of other things. If you pump your own gas gas in New Jersey, the gas attendant should run up, take the gas spigot and a lighter, and just blow towards you to death in the gas. Lights you right on fire. I understand that this is your commentary on how I sounded eight minutes ago. I do get it. I do get it. I may have been going a little hard. I don't really think that we should be able. I don't even remember. Here's how much. Here's how little I meant it. I don't even remember who I said we should be allowed to murder. I don't even remember. Was that anyone people, you just see? Oh, anyone you deem people who moved to New Jersey from Brooklyn and have an opinion? <laughs> oh, right. Yes, no, yes. See, I don't really. Specific, I don't really so, mean that. That's the. I don't really mean that. Entire listenership of NPR for comedic effect. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Most of the people who work for NPR. Um, yes, I was exaggerating for comedic effect, as they say. Apologies. Look at you, explaining your comedic relief. You know what's another good law that should be broken whenever possible? Towns that don't allow street parking. This one, I think, should be oh, broken at yeah. any time. That is crazy. There's oh, so many yeah. towns where if you park on the street, you can get a ticket or towed for yeah. no reason. I mean, that's really wild, but it's very that's very common in New Jersey. Yeah, you motherfuckers bringing the street cleaner through at 3 a.m.? If not, what's this really about? I have to feel like it's rooted in something I don't like. Some sort of classism, some sort of racism. Yeah, they don't want you in their fucking town. That's what it is, okay? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't live here, get the fuck out. That's it. You're not from there. We don't want you here. You can come and visit during the day. Don't park your fucking car in the street. Because you're probably doing something bad. <laughs> this is probably not a law, but maybe we should just not have street sweepers because I don't think they do anything but make dust shoot around that I've ever seen. That's it. They true. Don't see <laughs> this is just my opinion of observing them. They look cool, though. Kids love to watch the street sweeper go by, so yeah. maybe it's worth keeping oh, yeah. them just for, for that reason. Do you know how much money I would pay to see a street sweeper-only demolition derby? That'd be like Street Sweeper versus Zamboni. Oh. And you could trick out oh, Street Sweeper versus Zamboni is a fucking amazing fight. Yeah. But imagine you can like trick them out. Like trick out your things like those old robot fights. Everybody gets a Street Sweeper. You could have like. And you're allowed to make any mods you want to all those spinning parts. You could have giant like uh, saw blades coming out the side. Like, Flamethrowers. Cut the other driver in half as you go by. 
And then you also have two steering wheels, right? So you can jump. Like if it gets dangerous on one side of the street sweeper, you jump over to the other one. You ever see that? Those things have two fucking steering wheels? Oh, yeah, because it depends which side of the street they're going down. They're like, if it's a one way, they want to be close to the curb and look down. You ever see? If you're driving a street sweeper, can you pump your own gas? Is that allowed or do you have to? Wow. Um, wow. Probably. I'm guessing they're most of those are probably diesel, so I'd say yes. That's good enough reason to drive. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. Um, this has been pure chaos. I'm serious that I did hurt my neck just prior to recording it, but I think it put me in just the right level of borderline bad mood <laughs> that I'm going to say this has been one of my favorite episodes ever. And I thank you guys for it. Thank you. I feel really great. We're going to get barraged with other laws that are uh, from listeners, which is going to be great. Yeah, there's also all sorts of like archaic laws that are probably already ignored on the books that people could tell us about that should just be repealed or disobeyed. We do encourage uh, mental and physical trespassing. For sure. If something looks interesting and you're curious about it, you should investigate what that thing is. That is your natural right as a person who lives in New Jersey, or I guess anywhere else too. But don't let, don't let fences, dishes, <laughs> ditches, fake security cameras, of which there's a lot of signs, just go. Go and investigate. Just don't break anything. <laughs> Be respectful. It's better to uh, ask for forgiveness than, uh, or yes. beg for forgiveness than for ask for permission, right? Here's another. And remember, when in doubt, run like a motherfucker. I, I love, uh, that should be the end, but I almost want to put one more out there. <laughs> I want to put one more out there. If you are an adult who could live somewhere else financially, I, there's some people who can't. This doesn't apply to them. If you are an adult opting to live in New Brunswick, Anywhere between Somerset Avenue and College Avenue. Wow. Okay. There should not be any noise ordinances that apply. There should not be any. This idea, because I, I mean, Mike, do you lived next to a guy? Old Man Grinder. Although he maybe handled it the right way. Old Man Grinder didn't ever call the cops on you guys. <laughs> he just woke up at six in the morning and started using industrial machinery when he knew you guys had been up drinking. That, that actually, I give him a lot of credit. That's the New Brunswick way. My senior, I lived next to a woman who would often call the police about noise, not necessarily on us, but on people on our street. And I just sit here and I go, look, if you're living on one of these blocks where these houses just turn over with college kids every year and there's kegs in the backyards, you either, you, 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 and again, like I said, there's some people who don't have the means to go. And obviously this, this joking tirade doesn't apply to them. There's some people hanging on to this idea that they just live in New Brunswick. No, it's hell. It's hell. And if you can leave, leave. And if you can leave and you opt not to leave, you've opted into hell. So you're going to deal with some heat and sweat it out. Ugh. Sweat it the fuck out. Don't call the cops, you fucking narc. Or you can take a page from the old man grinder playbook, which is, I mean, that was yeah. a genius way of revenge. Well, that, I'll say that too. That 1A is don't call the cops in New Brunswick if you fall under the, the, uh, the, under the umbrella I just laid out. 1B is vigilante justice, also totally legal. New Brunswick vigilante justice, one hundred percent legal. At first, we thought that he he. So, for people have no idea what we're talking about, but we had this. We lived in this terrible punk house in college. We constantly played instruments, had parties. We were just like threw probably, shit off the balcony. We were the worst possible neighbors. You couldn't <laughs> imagine how bad we were to live next. And this man's house was eight feet from our house. And we started to notice that we were getting woken up at 
I don't know, 5.30, 5 a.m. every weekend day by this horrible sound of grinding metal. And at first we were just like, oh, just, he, he, he must have a... Mike, having heard it, if I may approximate it, it would approximately be this, maybe 5.45 a.m. Forever. And what made it even better was that he was doing it in a garage with the doors open, so it acted like a megaphone for this grinder. <laughs> which by the way the (laughs) megaphone pointed at mike d's bedroom window and more importantly his downstairs his downstairs neighbor who was a powder keg of a human and we we thought at first like oh he must have a you know like a side business making keys or something like he was a machinist or something maybe he was a machinist then we looked out there and he was just taking like old rusty bed frames and pig iron and just (laughs) angrily grinding it to bits he wasn't doing anything but trying to get revenge on us he was serving no useful purpose with the grinding other than revenge I would say that's totally okay under my system of laws and mike did he ever call the cops on you no he once he did appear in the basement window and start screaming you have to go to the ruckers take that to the ruckers and all we saw was this big red face in the tiny little basement window screaming at us while we're all down there like shirtless with like marshals turned up to 10 <laughs> that guy did it right you don't get to call the cops if you live in that new part of new brunswick Ugh. but you can Unleash vigilante justice, no questions asked. Fair game. I wonder if it's still like that there. You think it's still like that? I hope so. I hope so. I can confirm that that old man grinder has passed on to the great grinder in the sky. That I know for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) This was a hell of an episode right here, boys. Hell of an episode. Everybody showed their true colors tonight, huh? I said some things that I already forget that I almost definitely regret. Vote Gethard. (laughs) Governor. <laughs> Actually, you you're must right, Mike. vote Gessler. You must. <laughs> you must, or you'll be killed Mike, you're in the right. street. I might, get, I might get less people asking me for political... Uh, See? For political jockeying. Yeah. Cool points. That being said, vote Mikey Cheryl. Always, everybody. Always. She's <laughs> she might best. not want that endorsement anymore. Yeah, maybe not in this episode. <laughs> she doesn't want it, but she knows I got a heart of gold, and everybody knows my love of Mikey Cheryl. Yeah. And save the horn telescope, everyone. Yeah, save the horn. Go online. Save the horn. Before an angry man grinds it into metal for revenge. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D., and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. 
Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is the world.